Professor Brain Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. I was in a workshop when was it like two weeks ago three weeks ago so mm-hmm. it was people in europe mm-hmm. and it was like a zoom whatever and i was speaking it mm-hmm. was also a thursday like this one and mm-hmm. same time you know because of time differences yeah so it was around about this time we were rounding up the day and i was saying something and these birds come on and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry and they're like what is that and i'm like it's a bird they're like it's a bird that is a bird <laughs> and then everybody starts switching like switching on their mics and they're like what is that like i've never heard this i'm like it's a hardy dot so now we stopped the whole meeting for somebody to google hardy dot share it on the screen <laughs> share it on the screen so everybody understands because i was like the only african person except this oh other guy God. in egypt and I was just like, yo, guys, these birds, like these people were shocked. They were like, what is, what is that bird? It sounds like, it's, and I'm like, it's a hot, they had no idea. So I'm like, literally, it was like, a, like an interval where everyone wanted to know what that thing was. <laughs> oh my God, I'll never forget that. It was hilarious. Because these people, it was like people in Sweden, Italy, and one is in Germany. So like, yeah, you know, Europe. They had no idea what this was. It was, it blew me away. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so these birds became the star of the actual workshop. And I remember when we were rounding up the, the, on the last final day when people were like, oh, so what are the takeaways from this workshop? And then somebody's like, oh, the hardy dog in South Africa. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host Sarah Nyakeri and today I have Anne with an E <laughs> from the Root of the Science Podcast and this is a very exciting uh, podcast, I guess it will be. So hi Anne. Hi Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Introduce yourself to someone who who hasn't come across a podcast because most people who have come across a podcast know a bit of who you are. So introduce yourself. Okay. Um, great. So my name is Anne Chisa or otherwise known as Anne with an E. <laughs> I am um, originally from Malawi, but I'm currently based in South Africa. I am a PhD student doing crop science, but uh, most people who know me know me for the for my science communication work that I do with mm-hmm. my podcast called The Root of the Science Podcast. Apart from that, I'm also a moderator and an MC and yeah, a girl with a very big dream. <laughs> oh, awesome. Ah, okay. Um so tell us more about the PhD. What are you doing? In brief, what are you currently doing? 
Okay, so it's a PhD in agricultural sciences, mm -hmm. specializing in crop science. So crop science is mainly to do with like, um, what do you call it? When you think of crops, it's like your maize, your beans, etc. But mm -hmm. mine is a little bit with a twist because I'm going to be working with trees. So my PhD is going to look at innovative ways of using mm. sanitation technologies mm. um, to, to create um, waste-based fertilizers to grow trees. So simply, um, you know how most people go to the toilet, right? Mm. Mm. And you poo or you wee and mm -hmm. you flush your toilet and then it gets to go into a sewer and it's yeah. gone and you never have to think about it. Yeah. So th you think that's normal, but in fact, it's not. Many people do not actually have access to what would like to term adequate sanitation. Mm -hmm. Most people, particularly in Africa, mm -hmm. um, use, you know, um, pit latrines or other, you know, manual sources of, 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 um, of sanitation. And it's a very big problem. So there's these different types of sanitation technologies, which are basically toilets that are able to um, separate, that are portable, sort mm. of, um, yeah. like your portable toilets that you have when you go to like a festival or something. Mm -hmm. So those toilets um, are able to separate your urine and your poo. And with that, we can collect it and, and go through um, a lot of chemical processes and you're able to make fertilizers. So mm -hmm. in the past, um, yeah, because because you because uh, the the urine, for example, urine has got a lot of nitrogen uh, mm -hmm. because it comes from urea. Um, mm -hmm. People who who are familiar, which is an ingredient for um, um, nitrogen fertilizers, and also just the food that we eat has actually the in in our poo the solid. Um, it's it's got available organic matter, which is actually essential um, for what do you call it? Growing um, plants. So in the past, research has actually occurred where they're able to grow like maize, like what I said earlier, maize and vegetables successfully. Mm -hmm. So now because of um, the reforestation crisis that's actually currently happening, or deforestation rather, yeah. uh, crisis that's currently happening, mm -hmm. um, we're looking at ways to, 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 to reforestate um, trees. So that's the whole notion of the project that I'm part of. So we're trying to see if we can take the same principles of growing, um, of using these fertilizers that were successfully used to grow vegetable crops or other types of crops to mm -hmm. grow indigenous fruit trees. Well, not, mm -hmm. okay, well, indigenous trees rather. And mm -hmm. these trees have multiple purposes, be it fruit, be it economic value, um, and all of that stuff so that it can actually help the the communities where this is from. So it's sort of like a cycle. It creates like a loop where the waste is transformed and then it's used back in the communities and then the people in the communities can suffer econ um, economically and as well as the environment. So I hope <laughs> that makes sense in terms of what I'm trying to do. Sorry. Uh, the, uh, you mentioned the poop. Uh, different ways yes. to what what do you mean by manual manual ways what what are the manual ways that people I've, I've never come across the manual ways of 
Okay, so I've never something... thought about it. Oh. Sorry, like I've never really thought about. <laughs> so think about okay. Yeah. Let's say in the villages, right? Mm-hmm. In the villages, people dig um, a hole, right? Yeah, yeah. And they create a pit, like a pit latrine, yeah. right? You've seen one of those. Yes. So now that's manual. It goes into the it goes into the ground, and then after a couple of months or years, depending on the size of the family, they cover it up. Okay. right yeah and there's also problems where it gets too full and the communities don't know what to do with it so mm. we are trying to say that there is value there to is that. value in that poop yeah so you you don't have to just discard it it actually has value so the value is creating these waste these waste based fertilizers another way is um like I said, those portable toilets. I don't know if you've ever seen them where you see them at events. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones. Yeah, I've those seen. ones. I don't so like So it's them. something. <laughs> yeah, ish. That's another whole. That's another whole PhD about people's perceptions with those <laughs> with those toilets. Wow. Okay. Um, but um, but basically, essentially, governments um, in areas where they can't put in sewage pipes because. Oh, most people come to mm. cities, right? And initially cities were planned in a manner to house a specific amount of people. people. But of course, with urbanization, the populations are expanding and yeah. more people are living on the boundaries of the cities and the towns. Mm-hmm. And these boundaries are have got like weird terrain or it's just really far and expensive for munici- municipalities or local governments to install um sewage systems mm. or it's far away from water so there's a whole lot of like structural problems for them to put toilets um you know so now they were like okay you know what because of decency for the, for humans let's try and put in um so there's something called a urine diversion toilet which is mm-hmm. an example mm-hmm. which is like that that potty one but instead it has it's got it's designed in a manner where the front side collects the the liquid and then there's a side where it collects um the solid waste so yeah that's what happens but just talking about uh, different ways uh people discard their poop i was having this conversation Mm. with someone just recently and uh, on an uber (laughs) it was very recent and he was talking about how in Kibera slums, which is one of the largest slums, um, uh-huh. I think it's the second sl- largest slums in the world, I'm not sure, in Kenya, you find that people poop on a polythene thing or just somewhere because these days there's no, poly- there's no much polythene bags laying around because of uh-huh. the ban. But these, they use, they go on a certain portable thing, then they throw it just across the slum so you can be walking so always people are always ducking so you can be walking oh my and just god be beaten and the the what are they called the roofs are full of poop so the place is smelling <gasps> like i should read up about that that's so wild oh my yeah. god <laughs> I, I ever yeah, heard of it mm, sorry uh-huh. mm-hmm. no no i wanted to say that you know we we take for granted the the sanitation that we have that the flushing toilets because i also heard of a case study in india Mm -hmm. where in some of the slums there's a lot of open 
defecation, defecation. I don't know what the English word is. I don't know if it's desiccation or defecation or where people just also, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that one, where people do just go out and they're just poop out in the open. So, um, and I think even in when in some of my readings that I've been going through that like about you know, just more than half the world's population do not have access to adequate sanitation. Mm. So that says a lot that the mere fact that you are able to flush your toilet and have water and just let it disappear, not think about where it goes. Yeah. And like you said, not have to duck or think yeah. about that. Oh my goodness, I have to keep an eye out in case somebody throws yeah. um, feces at me. Imagine going to work. Yo. And- Anyway, it's something I had had been told, but I think it just escaped my mind. It looked like a fairy story, like uh, it's it's maybe once in a while, maybe some parts. But when we were just we were just uh, I was just uh, I was just from the lab and I just needed to get air, and I was I wanted to go near. I didn't know where it was, and he was like, "It's not safe right now." Then he started to- telling me those stories, and I was like, "Wow." Wow. Mm. Anyway, um, so does sorry, someone meant to be asking, does the mm-hmm. food content of what someone has eaten uh, matter when it comes to fertilization? Have you known yet? Like as in a potential fertilization. Like, uh, as in how much fertilizer uh, one uh, person's food quality, makes or one person's poops make? quality of the fertilizer uh depending oh, on yes, what of kind course. of food it differs it's, yeah. yes mm. it, it definitely differs um there was something where they were kind of comparing that way oh i don't i don't know how to say this without it sounding terrible but there was an area where we're working in um it's called it's called durban in south mm. africa so it's mm. a population filled with um, um the indian population so mm-hmm. When they were when they were looking at the 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 stuff that comes out of the, when they were treating the waste, for example, mm-hmm. they were saying that in this specific area there's a lot of fat, like oil content, for example. Like you can see, because mm-hmm. you know people like to cook curries and mm-hmm. they use a lot of oil and all of that stuff. So you can actually see when um it it undergoes that treatment. As mm-hmm. for example, if you were looking at a village you know they'll be eating more organic more fibrous types of food so mm-hmm. definitely you you are going to find um different levels in the fertilizer quality i think you would obviously expect that um however i will state categorically that i haven't done <laughs> any yeah, tests yeah. but i'm sure there's yeah. somebody who's done it and it, and it would be quite interesting to compare and contrast yeah. Um, the nutritional content of it, um, you know. So yeah. Um, also, since we are talking about poop, and mm. I don't know, uh, poop comes with different kinds of potential hazardous things. So, yeah, uh, yeah. can you tell more about that? Like, uh, is that a, someone should, should someone worry? Well, I want to say no, because it undergoes so much process. It's not like you take your poop and then mm. you, we put it on your on fertilizers. It, mm. it undergoes a lot of um, health, con, um, what do you call it? 
safety uh, precautions and also be, for example the solid stuff is incinerated so mm. at very high temperatures um, mm. to create if they are creating let's say for example um, uh, pellets right mm. so it gets reformed it's not you're not going to see poop you wouldn't probably mm. even know <laughs> until you know until you use it yeah, mm-hmm. and like I said, there are people who work specifically on testing mm-hmm. it for those things because okay. they are health concerns. All but right. in terms of it going into the food, um, for my for trees, it's mm-hmm. it's way safer if I can mm-hmm. say that because with trees you don't eat the leaves because um, mm-hmm. we put it in the ground and then it goes into the ground and then you eat the fruits. So the tree yeah. grows and you'd eat the fruits. Or you don't even eat it at all. You make brooms. You make discs from the mm. wood and all of that stuff. Or you have medicinal. Um, you use medicine from the leaves. So you are not necessarily um, uh, eating it. So there's there's and there's also different types of trees. There's ornamental trees, which are just basically for decoration and for mm. these types of things. So mm. in terms of the health part, maybe it's because I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> so. I, I get the shock value. Yeah, there is that level of shock, like, mm. oh no, I'll poo. But you must also remember that our ancestors and our great grandmothers, for example, when I speak to um, people, farmers specifically, mm. in the rural areas, they'll tell mm. you that we've been doing this for ages. They've been mm. using animal manure. So, oh, yeah. And yeah. there was actually a study, it was actually quite interesting. There was a study where, in terms of the acceptance and perspective, a perception of all of this stuff um mm. where people in the more like urban areas were more mm. apprehensive to use it mm. than people in the mm. rural areas which mm. tells you something clearly that like people people with the indigenous knowledge know that this is not something new it's yeah. us like dare i say new age like woke what? people we be like oh no this is terrible <laughs> but really it's not <laughs> it's really not it's, we're taking something that's already been done for so many years and we're trying to solve a problem, a sanitation yeah. problem. So it's a win-win for everybody. By the way, uh, do you know Ikraf? Uh, yes, I'm familiar. Uh, what, where is your research based? Um, I'm based in South Africa at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Oh, you're doing it inside the university, like it's not, you're not part of a No, it's not a research. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Ah, I just wanted to know if you know that because they do the agroforestry stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you're doing. Oh, maybe one day. Yo, what's up, Ecraft? Please hire me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, welcome to Kenya. (laughs) Yeah, please. I'm there for it. All right. Ah, that's great. Uh, that's a very interesting research, by the way. Um, Thank you. 